1: Hello, 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 and welcome to Better Than Before. This is the CEO Leaders Podcast Show. I'm your host, Tony Richards, along with Chief Producer Bill. Hello. And we have one clear objective to provide tools, information and entertainment to make you better than before in business and in life. You can subscribe to our show on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, C-Suite Radio Network. Thank you for subscribing to our podcast and you know that we drop a new episode every Tuesday. For those of you who haven't yet become subscribers, make sure you do because I want to make sure you don't miss one of our value-packed episodes on the Show today, I want to profile one of the most uh, awesome leaders in the last 20 years in the NFL, in the National Football League. It's going to create some division because he's a very polarizing figure. Some love him a lot. Some dislike him a lot. But I'm talking about Bill Belichick, the head coach of the New England Patriots, I'm going to take a look at his overall leadership philosophy today on Better Than Before. I mean, you can't argue with the guy's success, and that's part of the reason why people don't like him, is he's been very successful. Yes, he has. I uh, just noticed the NFL combines were coming to an end, and the signing periods and the trade season was starting, and he's on the beach in Miami saying, oh, We'll be there at the end. I don't need to worry about that too much. Uh, before we get into that, though, Self Esteem Workshop coming up on Tuesday, May 28th. One day interactive experience. It's not me just standing at a uh, podium with a PowerPoint. There'll be some of that, but more than anything, it's an interactive experience. It's me facilitating a discussion with anywhere from five to 10 people in the room about how to increase your self-esteem. I'll tell you, your results are linked directly to your amount of self-esteem and low self-esteem can create all kinds of issues in your performance. So uh, we want to get you to that uh, better place of loving yourself. And so the Self-Esteem Workshop is a great place to start doing that. You can register now at clearvisiondevelopment.com, and uh, I think you'll be pleased with the outcome. My Big Idea Book is available. You can get it online at amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, uh, booksamillion.com. You can also get it at our website, clearvisiondevelopment.com. Man, we just hit a vein here lately. We've sold a lot of Big Idea Books uh for people who are doing book clubs at their companies so oh that's great yeah yeah they keep flying off the shelf here at clear vision so i'm really happy and want to thank the, uh, several people who have bought books lately are faithful better than before listeners so i just want to thank them for that i really appreciate it getting my material out get it in the hands of people who really need it and finally if you need a business advisor or a business growth coach, I'd love to discuss working with you. I can help you with your growth, uh, your executive team growth, your culture, any changes you'd like to make in your business and with your people. Uh, Find places where you're stuck and you're not executing. Those are all in my wheelhouse of expertise. I'm a certified TTI specialist. I'm a certified Gravitas coach. I'm a certified Gazelles coach. And I'd love to help you with your growing. Uh, We've also recently jumped headfirst into the sales arena also. So if you'd like to have a very in-depth, full-scale, highly effective analysis of your sales team, you need to contact me about how we can make that happen because I guarantee you uh, we can make some adjustments and changes, uncover some issues and problems that if you solve them, your revenue is going to skyrocket. We can put some rocket fuel on your sales team. In many places in the United States, this week is spring break week. I know it is here in Missouri. And so uh, are you a spring break party animal, Bill?
0: (laughs) No, not really. How about you?
1: I never was either. And my birthday always typically falls on spring break. Ah. And I don't have anybody to celebrate with. They're all out of town. (laughs) And I kept thinking to myself, why am I here? Everybody's gone. Yeah, At least I'll celebrate somewhere warmer or nicer. Or as one of my friends just said this morning on the telephone, where there are bikinis and beer. (laughs) Anyway, I hope if you're enjoying your spring break, Right now, you're taking us along with you with Better Than Before. So, Bill Belichick, his extensive authority over the Patriots football operations makes him the general manager of the team. He holds numerous coaching records, including winning a record six Super Bowls, As head coach of the New England Patriots and two more as defensive coordinator for the New York Giants, he's widely considered to be one of the greatest coaches in NFL history by current and former players, peers, and some of the press. Uh, He started his coaching career in 1975, became the defensive coordinator for the New York Giants under head coach Bill Parcells by 1985, and they won two Super Bowls together before Belichick left to become the head coach of the Cleveland Browns in 1991. A lot of people forget that, but he, he was in Cleveland for five seasons but was let go following the 95 season, and then he went back to Parcells first Uh, with the Patriots, where they lost uh, a Super Bowl, and then he went to the New York Jets to work for Parcells. And then um, when Parcells retired, Belichick was named head coach of the Jets, but was only head coach for one day. He resigned after only one day on the job to take the head coaching job for the New England Patriots on January twenty seventh, 2000. Since then, he has led the Patriots to 16 AFC East division titles, 13 appearances in the AFC championship game, and nine Super Bowl appearances with a record six wins. He's won eight Super Bowl titles in total from his combined time as assistant head coach. He is the NFL's longest tenured active head coach as well as the first all-time playoff coaching wins with 31 and third in regular season coaching wins in the NFL with 261. He is only one of three head coaches who have won six NFL titles, and he was named the AP NFL Coach of the Year for 03, 07, and 2010. Quite a career. Yeah. Going to Cleveland and having those five or six losing seasons – But then from the 2000s on, he's done nothing but win. It's kind of it's
0: pretty amazing.
1: One of those typical success stories where like Abraham Lincoln lost every election that he was in for like 20 years. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden he gets elected to Congress and then he gets elected to president. And then he's one of the most famous presidents of all time.
0: Yeah, nobody saw it coming.
1: No, and Belichick is kind of that too. He was kind of known as a defensive genius working with Parcells, but a really big failure as a head coach. But then he turned it around when he went to the Patriots in 2000 and look what he's done since then. And again, I know, believe me, there's a lot of people who don't like him and don't like Tom Brady, but you can't argue with their success
0: yeah you have to respect it
1: and so uh lately with the exec teams that i work with i've been profiling bill belichick and talking about 10 principles that really make him successful as a leader, and we're going to get into that uh, in just a minute here on Better Than Before. We're brought to you by University Subaru. Join us for the Subaru A Lot to Love event going on now. From here, been here, always will be here. University Subaru, your truly locally owned dealer. The all new three row Subaru Ascent.
0: Room for up to eight passengers. Choice of second row captain's chairs or bench seating standard eyesight driver assist technology coming from kelly blue book's most trusted brand for four years running the subaru ascent love is now bigger than ever university subaru your locally owned dealer join us for the subaru a lot to love event going on now do you apologize for your behavior are you constantly worrying about what others think about you or frequently criticize yourself self-esteem affects everything we do and is one of the key indicators of success in business. Tony's new self-esteem workshop will help you develop the tools necessary to empower you to overcome the pressure and unfamiliarity of professional and personal circumstances. Through Tony's guidance, you'll learn how to perceive threats and vulnerabilities to better prepare for challenging situations, resolve the baggage that keeps you back, and improve self-esteem when you need it most. Join us on May 28th for this one-day self-esteem workshop space is limited. Don't let low self-esteem hold you back from living the life you'd like to live. Register online now at clearvisiondevelopment.com.
1: Welcome back to Better Than Before. I'm your host, Tony Richards, and we're profiling Bill Belichick, one of the most successful NFL coaches of all time. And, you know, I like to dissect uh, people who have had a lot of success. Where did they get the principles that they uh, use uh, in order to have this kind of success? And so we've got at least 10 or 11 principles Uh, Through my research, I've read a couple of books on Bill Belichick, watched a ton of interviews, made some notes, and so uh, today we're going to dive into just at a 50,000-foot level, what makes him so successful as a head coach and a leader, and the first thing is, this is the first principle, is that he demands that every role on the team or in the organization gets clearly defined. Every role gets clearly defined. And the reason that is so important is because, and I'll just put it very bluntly, you cannot afford to allow people to make up their own job. Because if there is too much levity and if it's too broad they will get out into things that you may not want them into or doing and they get less productive because productivity comes from focus and focus comes from narrowing the scope down. Focus is a process that happens through elimination, not addition. So when people add on or when you add on things to people's roles The more things that you put in there and the broader their scope has to be, the less focused they will be. You know, focus on a handful of things that you can do consistently, effectively, and efficiently. And if you're not the person who's clearly defining what that is, it's very much like feedback. If you're not giving people feedback, they will make up their own. And most of the time, it won't be positive. It'll be negative because most of the time, our brains, if left to their own devices to think, will end up on the negative side of things. So you have to give them feedback. You have to define their roles and the outcomes that you expect very definitively, very clearly, and in a very focused way. And I am thoroughly convinced that this is the most Uh, effective thing that Bill Belichick does to be successful, not just the players who is, that's who we immediately think of because that's who we watch play the game. But I'm talking about assistant coaches. I'm talking about coordinators. I'm talking about equipment managers. I'm talking about scouts. I'm talking about front office uh, administrative people Um, since he's the general manager uh, all those people report to him. And clearly defining all of those roles, not just in a job description, because a job can, uh, description can tell you technically what you would like people to be doing, but it doesn't tell you overall uh, what outcomes or what accountabilities they're going to have. Or, and you, you need to have that. Because if you're going to establish accountability in the organization, which is principle number two, by the way. So we'll just get to that. Number two, hold people accountable for their role and help them when they're trying to be accountable. So you can't hold them accountable for something you haven't clearly defined. So, you know, you can't get upset or, or. um disappointed when you get mixed results because they have a mixed role. You've got to have a clearly focused role with a clearly focused uh, definition and a clearly focused outcome expectation. Then you can have clear accountability. And there's a difference between accountability, responsibility, and input. Those three things. We've talked about that before. And accountability cannot be shared. Accountability can only be owned by one person. So you have to make sure that that person in that role in your company understands what they're supposed to bring to the table and give an account of. So being accountable. And I really do believe, and I think Belichick has kind of hit on this too, is the holy grail is you don't want to hold people accountable. You want people to be accountable. In other words, you want people to hold themselves accountable rather than you doing it. So that's number one, clearly define the roles of everyone in the organization and the outcomes. Number two, hold people accountable for their roles and help them when they're trying to be accountable. In other words, when they're trying to do what you want, you want to help them. When they're not doing it, you want to coach them, coach them up or coach them out. But when you get in the messy middle and you're not doing either one, that's when you're just going to be headed down a road of disappointment. Number three, and I I love this one, but number three, the most vocal person is not necessarily the leader. And you'd be amazed at how much attention the loud squeaky wheels get. No one gets to claim the position of leader. We assign that to people by our ability and willingness to follow them. And it's amazing to me how many people will give their ability and followership to somebody who's just a big old gas bag, just yammering on uh, when they don't know what they're talking about. They don't have any practical experience to back it up. And, and they're just giving their opinion, which is really based on nothing. And so a lot of times, we will just allow those people to send us in this direction and in that direction when all there really is going on is the fact that they're being vocal. They're being loud. I will never forget, I was sitting in a meeting one time, and I know this sounds silly, but this person was really being honest and genuine. They said, well, they just get things done. You know, They just move at a really fast pace and they really talk loud and they, they really are just forceful about what they're doing. So I just figured they were smart and knew what was going on. And I just sit there and I'm like, You mean because somebody is a bull in a china shop and they're really vocal, you really thought they were competent? No, that does not make them competent. As a matter of fact, there's a chapter in my book, The Big Idea, called Squeaky Wheels Should Not Get Greased. They should get replaced. I mean, if you have a squeaky part, I guess you could sit there and listen to it squeak, or you could give it some attention, which is going to make it squeak more the next time. Because it's, it's going to sit there and think, well, that worked. I'll just do that again. Wouldn't it be better just to take the part out and put a new one in that doesn't squeak? So Belichick says the most vocal person is not necessarily the leader. Be on the lookout for people who do their job very, very well. And that speaks to competence, right? Look for people who are competent at what they do they produce results on a consistent basis based on very good knowledge you know look at the fruit of their labor do they have tangible positive results and a good track record or are they just sounding off unfortunately this industry of coaching and consulting and advising is full of people who have never been able to produce tangible results inside an organization they just went somewhere and maybe got certified and maybe somebody gave them a a certificate or they're completing a four-week program and they paid them very handsomely for it and now all of a sudden they want to come and tell you what's what and you know what if you if you decide to go with that then you deserve everything you get you need to look and see what the track record is. And I will be very honest with people. I will say, you know how I know how to advise you because I made all these mistakes before I don't experiment on my clients. I promise you, I am not trying something on you. I have tried all this myself in my own career and I've made a lot of mistakes, but I've made a lot of successes too. And I can help you with those pitfalls and mud holes that you don't want to step in. So the most vocal person is not necessarily the leader. Pay attention to the results. Pay attention to how they do their job. Number four, improvement takes place on a daily basis. And this goes back to events do not produce results. You can have a meeting with your team and that meeting will not change anything. The only thing that can possibly change is the results. So when people start doing things differently, you start seeing different results. When people continue to do the same thing they've been doing, you should, in all logical possibility, see the same result. But just because you hold a meeting, or just because you send somebody to a training, That does not mean anything's going to change or anything's going to improve. Behavior only changes through training, development, coaching and mentoring and leading and managing every single day. Events and one-time experiences change nothing, nothing. Improvement takes place on a daily basis through all of those things that I said. Number five, you need to take time to learn about trends in your industry. And so Belichick is like a zealot about football. I mean, he studies every team, whether they're on the schedule or not. He studies every defense, every offense, every quarterback, every offensive line, every defensive line, every defensive secondary, the other team's running backs, the other team's receivers. There are five most commonly called plays. He just studies film after film after film. And, uh, you know, that makes him a little bit of a, you know, Different kind of guy, but he takes the time to look. Are people trending toward a West Coast offense? Are they trending more toward the running game? How is the game changing? And he pays so much attention to that. And so should you, as the CEO of your company, you need to be paying attention to what's going on around you in the world. Not just in your particular industry, but in other industries that either feed into or feed out of your industry. And also other industries that you can learn from. You know, Henry Ford learned how to invent the assembly plant by going to a hog slaughtering building. Because it was a disassembly plant. They'd feed the pig in one end and take them apart piece by piece until at the end, all you had was parts. And he thought, wow, if you reverse that process, then you would put parts onto something, and at the end, you'd have a fully functioning vehicle, right? And so he took that. It's called business topology is what that's called. And so he did that study of disassembly and came up with assembly. And that's just an example of something that can be thought about and conceived when you pay attention to the trends in your industry. So we've covered five principles that Bill Belichick lives by to be successful in the NFL. And I think you can apply these five to your leadership, your business, and your life. I'll have five more when we come back on Better Than Before. The all-new three-row
0: Subaru Ascent. Room for up to eight passengers. Choice of second-row captain's chairs or bench seating. Standard EyeSight driver assist technology. Coming from Kelly Blue Book's most trusted brand for four years running. The Subaru Ascent. Love is now bigger than ever. University Subaru, your locally owned dealer. Join us for the Subaru, a lot-to-love event going on now. Receive weekly coaching tips from Tony Richards, delivered straight to your inbox. Whether you're a CEO or an entrepreneur, Tony can help you reach your goals and give you a competitive edge within your industry. Tony's Monday Morning Coaching Memo covers topics ranging from leadership development to teamwork to company culture and more. Text the word leadership to 38470 to sign up for Tony's Monday Morning Coaching Memo or sign up online at clearvisiondevelopment.com.
1: Welcome back to Better Than Before. I'm your host, Tony Richards. This is the CEO Leaders Podcast Show, and we are about giving you ideas to improve your leadership, your business, and your life. And today we're profiling successful NFL head coach Bill Belichick of the New England Patriots. Some people hate him. Some people love him, especially if they live in New England, I'm sure, or in the Boston area. But you can't argue with the guy's success. And so we've covered five principles that he uses to help his team become one of the most successful NFL teams of all time. We're at number six. So here's number six. The goal is to produce positive results, not prove your way is better or right. Boy, is that an execution killer. The goal is always to get the result we want. And it's so interesting how that can degenerate into arguments over Which way is the right way to do that, my way or your way? Then when that becomes emotional and intense and we have emotional ownership over our ways and our tasks and our procedures and it's all fed by ego and we don't want to learn anything different, we don't want to be open to new ideas, we don't, and it's all based on fear, right? It's all based on fear. We're so afraid of something else um, that is out there that we just won't engage and embrace a different way of thinking or a different way of doing. And again, it becomes an arm wrestling match over who's right rather than putting the organization first And saying, we need to do whatever we need to do in order to produce this result that we want. Not sit here and debate over who's right and who's wrong. That's just so counterproductive, energy draining, and frustrating for everybody. So you got to watch out for that. The goal is to provide the positive result that you desire, not prove your way is right. Number seven, this will stir some people up. Use anything to help you gain advantage. And most people who dislike Bill Belichick are going to go straight to Deflate Gate. If you don't know what that is, you can look it up on the internet, but it's where some air at the home games at the Patriot Stadium, they provide the football for the game and they'd taken some air out of the football allegedly. I don't know if it was ever proven or not. I, I don't know. Um, and, and he's done some other things too, that every team does. You know, The St. Louis Cardinals are infamous in Major League Baseball for being sign stealers. They have for years, that was an old Tony LaRusa thing was to study the other team's signs. So when it comes from the dugout to the catcher, Or when the third base coach sends a signal to the hitter, they want to steal it so they know what they're instructing their players to do, or putting a camera out somewhere and and feeding that camera feed to the dugout or to the sideline. I don't know about all that, you know. I mean, but I do know that the principle is correct. You need to use everything you can to your advantage. So, what would that be? technology, data, statistics, people. My gosh, people is the most valuable leverage that you can have. And so many times we don't leverage them right. We covered a couple of ways that Belichick does that by clarifying the role and accountability and things of that nature. But using everything you can to your advantage and to your company's advantage to win, provided that it's legal, ethical, and moral, right? And it doesn't go against the company values. Uh, But there's nothing wrong with being innovative and trying to find out what makes you better than everybody else and exploiting that advantage. That's called business differentiation, and it's very difficult to do. Uh, But when you can do it, it is awesome, and it will set you apart and puts you a cut above, especially if you execute on it in a very consistent and awesome way. Number eight, I almost feel bad about saying this one, but your strategy must be followed with relentless execution. The strategy is worth nothing if you can't execute it. If you can't act on your plan, the plan is no good, right? And we spend way too much time planning and not enough time on execution. Actually, we bust up strategy and planning into two segments. We call it strategy thinking and execution planning. So we want to take time to think about our strategy and think through some strategic uh, processes, but we want to spend a lot of time on planning the execution. How are we going to get this done? How do we keep from degenerating into conversations where people are trying to prove their way is right, or they're going to question your data or say that you're flawed in your thinking or flawed in your calculations or, and people will do that. You know what I was thinking the other day? Some people will work harder not to do something than they would just doing it. And that isn't logical folks. That's emotional. And when you try to attack that emotional issue with logic, uh, that ain't going to work. You have to dig into those beliefs uh, and, and those emotions and sort through those things and figure out how can I change this in order for this person to execute. Number nine, focus on the task at hand. Fight off distractions. Know and do your job Do not get away from it. And I don't know, time after time after time, in all this material that I read about Coach Belichick, he just spent so much time getting people to just do their job in a relentless, uh, courageous, and thorough way. And in one of the materials I read, he talked about this one guy who only had one thing to do maybe four times a game. He'd go into the game maybe four times, and he would be on the field an average of 30 seconds maybe. So uh, maybe two minutes of the whole game he would be in the game, and he had very specific instructions and outcomes that he was supposed to produce. And that guy who only played two minutes out of the entire 60-minute game according to the game clock would just go all out and just give it everything he had and be focused just on what he was supposed to do at that moment and he did it. And doing that over all the players on your team, you can win a lot if people do that. They fight off distractions, they fight off attitude, they fight off fatigue, they fight off uh, low energy, they fight off, you know anything else that's happening away from yourself at the moment, worries, fears, distractions, and just focus on what you have to do for that short amount of time and get it done. It's amazing. Sounds simple, but you and I both know it's not simple. And number 10, the one thing you can control is your focus, effort, and decision-making. You cannot focus and control outcomes. You can only get them. And I watch a lot of college basketball, and we're right in the middle of NCAA tournament time right now. The Final Four is just right around the corner here. If you're into it as much as I am, you notice things. The players are not really supposed to look at the scoreboard or the time for most of the game, the coaches on the bench look at the time and the situation. And they tell the players what the time and situation is. The players are supposed to focus on just what they're supposed to do on the court. If you're supposed to set a pick for a shooter, do your best to set that pick. If you're supposed to be the person who takes the shot, make sure it's a good shot. Make sure your form is there. Make sure you hit the shot. If you're supposed to be rebounding, rebound the ball. Don't worry about the time and score. The coach will tell you when it's time to worry about the time and score. But don't look at the scoreboard every time you run down the court. Just run down the court as fast as you can, sprint to your place on the floor, and then do what you're supposed to do on this possession of the ball. And if you do that, you'll get the outcome. You'll get the score, and you'll win by the end of the game if you execute the things you're supposed to execute But you won't be able to do that if you constantly try to control the score. And I've seen teams do that where they will try to control the score too early. There will be like four minutes left, and they'll try to slow the game way down trying to run out the clock, and there's four minutes left, and the other team just takes advantage of them. So you cannot focus and control the outcome. If you're a salesperson and you're looking at your end of quarter results and you're trying to affect those results and you're worried about those results and you're obsessing over those results and you're, you're trying to you know somehow manipulate those results, you're going to lose because you really ought to be focused on going out and seeing people who need to do business with you go out and see your current customers come up with strategies on how people can use your product or service more or in a different way all those activities will produce the outcome you want but if you focus on the outcome too much and you lose sight of the things you're supposed to do every day you're not gonna have a good outcome you can only control how much you're focused how much effort you're giving, and what decisions you make. Those are the only three things that you have a control over today. You do not control the outcome. That gets produced by those three things. So those are ten principles that I, through all my research about Bill Belichick, I spent most of January as the football playoffs were going on, uh, as they were making their way to the Super Bowl. I thought, I'm interested in this guy. I mean, how do you – How do you get that much success? And I've just given you 10 ways that he will relentlessly put in place uh, for his team to have the best chance to come out on the other side a winner. Well, that's our show today. We're brought to you by University Subaru. Join us for the Subaru A Lot to Love event going on now. From here, been here, always will be here. University Subaru, your truly locally owned dealer be sure to give us a five-star rating. It helps us move up the podcast charts so other people will become interested and can also share in the value that you're getting from our podcast Better Than Before each and every week. It's a nice gift you can give to us. We'll be internally grateful to you for that. And we really appreciate you listening to our show. You can follow me on Twitter at Tony Richards 4 and you can follow our organization at Clear Vision Dev. On behalf of our associate producer, Whitney Coker, and our chief producer, William Foster, I'm your host, Tony Richards, reminding you that everything gets better when you get better.
0: Thank you for listening to Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast powered by Clear Vision Development Group. For more resources from Tony, visit clearvisiondevelopment.com. Join us next time for another episode of Better Than Before with Tony Richards.
1: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.